The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofa. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, first time guest Charlie Clausen. Very excited <laughs> to have him on the program.、Uh, we met doing gigs in、uh, Bellevue. Uh, just outside Seattle, where I'm going back to to do some shows actually、uh, this month. But、uh, it is the fabulous Dan Saint Germain. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. No,、in、thanks for coming on. This beautiful American Psycho type apartment. This is amazing. It is a little American Psycho,、There's, isn't it? Yeah. This, the the white here looks like a camera too. Yeah. Anything could happen.、Here. It's a little bit too clean. That's what it is. I don't、right? know. I think it's great. No, but I, I understand what you mean because I'm not here that often, and、right. because I got an apartment, and I intentionally got an apartment that was brand new, and、yeah. that nothing because I'm on the road for three months. The last thing you want is like your dodgy plumbing or water bursting, like yeah, you know, yeah, when you're、exactly. away. So I was like, I'm going to be in some new building where everything's new, everything's like the fire. Although to be honest, the fire alarms are too sensitive. Yeah. Because I can't cook halloumi. I don't know. I don't even know what halloumi is. <laughs> oh.、I've I feel like there's like a a world of food that only like attractive and shaped people eat. They're like, oh, have you tried halloumi? Oh man!、And、I'm like, no, I don't. What is that like halloumi? No, halloumi is like fried cheese, man. Oh really? Yeah, I, I it's from、know. Cyprus. You've、oh、never my, had、no. halloumi? I've never had halloumi. Oh my god! I'm、you've, not cultured, Wolf. Well, well, you know what? What? I'm gonna get you some halloumi for your next birthday. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I feel like halloumi birthday. I got your little present. You have to fry it. All、okay. you have to do is fry cheese in a pan. It's the most delicious、it's、thing、halloumi. in the world. But well, my, I, that's what I should.、Do. I love it when, like,、uh, when when people like give like if I give a fancy name for something、mm-hmm. and people just don't know it's disgusting. Right? Have you tried halloumi? Like, oh, what's that? It's like it's ice cream in a burrito. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But if you make it sound fancy, then no one can get on you for it. You can't tell me that Taco Bell haven't had a meeting where they've tried to put ice cream in a burrito. Oh,、though. of course they have. I'm sure they have the ice cream cream burrito or something. They have.、Uh, what do they have? What is the most disgusting thing that I had at?、Uh At Hardee's, I had the Pop Tart ice cream sandwich. Hang on, it's just a scoop of ice cream in between two Pop Tarts. Oh, okay, hot Pop Tarts. So they, they no, it's cold. Oh, it's cold. It's the fattest thing that you can put. <laughs> well, I like this about Taco Bell. Yeah, because、um, they have a quesarito. No, I don't had know, that a couple times. Right, so that's like a burrito wrapped in a case. Quesarito, right. So they're already pretty much going. We're wrapping one of our most unhealthy foods in another of our most unhealthy foods. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell is the fat equivalent of all in. Like they、right. just put the chips、yeah. <laughs> right in the middle, and they're like, "All right, what's they're like?、Happens? We've only got four ingredients, yeah, but we can combine them in so many different ways." <laughs> Are you a fast food guy? Yeah, I mean, look at me. I'm trying to lose weight. I lost ten pounds in the last month. What are you doing to try to lose weight? I'm not drinking. I,、oh. I was drinking beer again. I decided to do that, which is always a smart idea, right? You because you、I、were、mean? sober, sober, right? Yes, for a while. I was. Yeah, and then I tried it again. Of course, I gained 
all the weight back and I was skinnier when I worked with you and now I'm trying to get back to like listen I'm 240 if I get down to 210 I'm happy if I get down to 190 I'm fucking thrilled right I'll think I look like you I'll walk around <laughs> with way too much confidence <laughs> but you know it's in New York it was just so much easier because you know I was in a relationship till April I think you met her last summer uh-huh. great girl she left uh, but then in April we broke up and then I was able to like still date these girls who were way better looking than me. Yeah. You know, and hook up with these girls who were way because like in New York in New York it's like a if you're like a, a comic who's working and you've been on TV, that's like a big deal. Right. But here everybody's Plus you're kinda of like you've got a beard. Yeah, exactly. Like you're a you're a cool looking guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, my you know, my sure. boyfriend, he's an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him with his beard and he's look at him, you know. <laughs> like, you know, I look like uh Guillermo de Teller's goal weight. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever they got. But then, uh, then you do, then you do it, and uh, and then you, 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 then then afterwards you you get here, and everybody's fucked. You know, like I went on a date with a girl, and I hope we're going out again. She's like, "Oh yeah, he just grew wet, and I used to fuck that guy." And I'm like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to right. do?" You know, like I'm, I mean, like I'm, I've got nothing. This is a town where, like, I mean, there is a lot everybody's of everybody's fucked a famous person, right? Yes, like a legit famous person. Like yeah, and and often just by accident. Like often yeah. they just like we're in a line at Starbucks and someone pushed too close and suddenly <laughs> you've had sex with the guy from Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so you've been out here in LA. Explain. So you've moved to LA. I moved in here on August third. And aren't you like? Are you in New York or like that part of the world? Like where were you from originally? I'm from New Jersey. Originally. Yeah. So that's your part of the world. Yeah. Have you ever lived anywhere? For well, I mean, but college the East Coast? in Indiana, but. Um, not really. I mean, I've been here for, I started comedy at 22 in New York and, uh, I'm 30 and I just moved here. So this is like a big, this is like the first real big move I've had. Right. And that is a big move too, like New York yeah. to LA. Like That's it's a, a it one. is a completely different thing. Like I know you're joking about yeah. it with the girls and stuff, but it's not just that. It's like even just the way that comics are looked at or the fact that you can get up in New York and you can work and you right. can do all those things. And then you come out to LA and you can get up here, but it's like. I don't know. Like I, I feel bad. Like last night I had I had a bad show. So now I'm like I, I had a good weekend. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, comedy's great. And then last night I'm like, now fuck comedy. You know? Right. Um, but <laughs> the life I, of I feel a like comedian. You can still get up here. But what do you do? You get up every night here or no? Not every night. Yeah. I'll go through runs. So like yeah. for example, like I just did a big. Uh, so I was gonna. I knew I had Montreal coming up just for laughs, and I had like fourteen shows while I was there, and I needed to get like some tight spots, you know, yeah. in order. So um, I went up here every night for like two weeks, yeah. and yeah, you know, often a couple of times a night or whatever, wherever will have me. Yeah. Like I will go up wherever. Do you work the clubs a lot here? Or no? Not really. Just like whatever small show you'll do. Yeah, anything that's above a Chinese restaurant or out the back of a taco right. stand or the that, Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that, that yeah. place is great. The palace? Look, you know what? That comedy palace I think is great. I mean, obviously any of the gigs they have at Meltdown. Like yeah. I play the Virgil, like, yeah, you know, yeah, UCB shows. One. Yeah, I'm like, you know, that again. A bunch of those shows. But there's some great shows. I like, there's a couple of great shows at the Improv. Yeah, there's I've like Skinny one. Sundays. On the, yeah, have you done great. that? Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Like Midnight Sunday, packed room. Great crowds. I said when I got out here that I'd be like, all right, well, I at least want to get up. I at least, even if I'm doing less spots here, right. I at least have to get up five times a week, uh-huh. you know, or else what the f- five nights a week or five times a week. And uh, I've already, you know, this month I'm doing like 36 spots. Next month I'm doing like 30. So I'm like, I'm okay. But um, 
but I've also there are it's it it is it's easier to cancel out here. I feel like oh yeah, yeah emotionally yeah. because in New York you'd be like just get up and then get out of there right. But here it's like, like this is Thursday. I'm like I think I'm not gonna do. I think I'm just gonna do a fantasy football draft instead of go to this show. Right. It is easier to cancel here also because people here are so used to you not getting to things because of the traffic. Yeah. Like I've found that this because when I first came over here and started having meetings, like if you yeah. were running late to something, I would like ring them to say, hey, I might be five minutes late. And they would act like there was a crazy person on the phone. Like, yeah. why are you telling us this? You just get there 45 minutes late because that's what people in LA do. And no one cares about no it. No one gives a shit. Yeah, the people you're having a meeting with aren't getting in until Thursday. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Why are you calling us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's got to be, um, I, I think it's like, uh, but in the same sense too, I think it's a little bit harder than unless, I, got, I don't know if you've had this, like the really good shows here, like I'm gonna, I'm doing meltdown tonight, uh-huh. and I probably won't do that again until after pilot season or something. Right. You know, because it's that good of a show. Like I at least have to wait six months. So yeah, like, that's that's kind of like like unless and that's changed too. Yeah. Like well, three years ago when I first came here, I could like just send them an email and like pretty much just get up when I was in town. Particularly because yeah. I was only here every three or so months. Yeah, the, it well, felt like too. it was enough time. Yeah. Now it's like. Oh, yeah, I think we can get you in like 2007. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're pretty sure. We're pretty sure that we can do as that. As long as Louis and Bill Burr don't drop in that night, that's we can definitely get Louis you in. And Bill Burr. Well, here it's like, uh, and that's another thing too with spots, like, which is like why I'm trying to find all the shit rooms. Cause like, uh, if I, if I come here and I'm like, well, you know, I've done a half hour special and I've been a Jimmy Fallon call, and they're like, yeah, and yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you're, what, what Apatow movie are you in right now? Right. You know, it's not like a. <laughs> So you're one of many here, you know? <laughs> that is so true. But have kind of have you it. noticed things stylistically different? Like, I mean, I know that people ask about these things all the time, and comedy uh-huh. is comedy wherever we go. Like, I mean, you know, people who listen to this podcast have heard about, you know, me talking about comedy in all the places right. I go. But there is still stylistic differences between, like, you know, that East Coast New York style and being oh, here in I, LA. I already noticed one thing. And by the way, like, I'm not all those places that put people up. Like, like a long time to feed. I understand it. Like everybody, everybody here's good. Right. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to wait. Like, it's not like I deserve my spot more than, you know, a, a bunch of other people who are in this exact same. No, everyone's here. Everybody's that's the here. reason. Everyone's that's the, here. That's why you got to find the shit rooms. Yeah. You, know? you got to find the workout rooms. I, the big thing that I've noticed here is, um, it's crowd work is very hard in LA. Uh-huh. I think like in New York, there's an element of. Um, just fucking go at them and they like it. Right. Like, they're still politically correct in New York, so you can't like, you know, don't say the word faggot, don't say stuff like that, but you can make fun of people in New York and they'll love it. And here it's like, it's, it's such an image town. Right. I feel like it's a little bit harder. But when they, also when you ask an audience member in LA, who are you? They're like, I'm not really sure either. This is all, <laughs> this is all an artifice. Or, or even, <laughs> I don't want anyone to ask me that question because <laughs> they think your next one's going to be, and what should you be doing? What when are you going to go home? When are you going to go home? Why are you ruining <laughs> your parents' lives? Or even worse, like, uh, who are you? The guy you're having a general with three days from yeah, now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I, so I think that that's tougher. I think it's very hard to work I did like half of my bits were new last night because mm. I was like well I just did this show three months ago and I did and I killed with all that stuff so let me try to do some new stuff and I didn't do as well as that sleepaway camp show I didn't do as well because I was working some new stuff out that was first but it was uh, you know it was a little rough um, so I, I feel like it's harder to work on new stuff here and it's harder to um, do crowd work having said that you're polished here 
will kill harder than anywhere else. Like your polished ten minutes will destroy you right. on a good show. Um, but they don't don't sell themselves that that's not ready. You know, like I would I, I tell the tape like I would do. Uh, or the new in town thing. Like I remember when I first came to town, I did t- Tiger Willie two weeks in a row. Uh-huh. The first week I did it was murder, and people around me who were great comics were bombing. And I'm like, what are these guys not? What am I just that great? Yeah. Am I that great? <laughs> and then the next week I would do. I did it again, and I just yeah. they'd see me again. So it was like I didn't do that. Yeah. At all. What have you so, done for us lately? What have you done for us lately? Yeah, so. we loved you when we never heard of you. Yeah, it's almost, but we're done with you now. Yeah, you've almost got to like know. It's like it's such a weird thing. So you not know when to disappear. And build heat up for yourself so you can reappear, you know, yeah. and look new. And all it's an interesting town for that because, like, I, I say to people all the time that I think probably anywhere maybe other than London, and I would actually put it up against that, you could go and see, like, you know, w- what you were saying. And I, I know that you don't mean that with yeah. any disrespect, by the way, when you say the shit rooms because that's what they are, but that's the purpose of them. Right. Like, well, you, I can get up you in can the shit see, room, though, two weeks in a row. And you, know? you can see great shows, though. Like, you can go to some of those things and have, like, four or five people who are all, like, you know, world-class comics on a lineup. Like, we're in another town, you might go and pay $25 and see nowhere near as good a bill of comics. of course. It's a weird city that they don't quite realize what they've got here, I think. think A lot of the time, they're like, you know, you could just see Bill Burr down the road for $5 tonight, and it's not full. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. Ah, all right, let's um. Uh, so yeah, for the people who've just tuned in, and there might be people that this is their first episode they're listening to. Welcome, if that is the case. Um, uh, the last four episodes I've been playing this quiz, and this is the last yeah. time we're going to do it. But I thought it'd be great for you because it's okay. your first time on the podcast. Sweet, we can learn a little bit about you through the wonders uh, of the telepathic internet quiz. Uh, what stand-up comedian are you? Okay. Now I need to also warn you that it may not be entirely accurate. <laughs> oh, really? A Zimbio quiz is not going to be entirely accurate? I know. It's amazing, but uh, it's, it, we'll, we'll find out. Okay, so this first one, before I give you your options, I'd just like to hear what your answer to this is regardless. Okay. Uh, what kind of jokes do you tell? What would you say um, if someone asked you so that? So weird to do that. I, I, I guess my... my I, guess, I just do like kind of confessional act-outs, but they're short. So it's a, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I still feel like I'm at the stage of, oh, that's funny. Let me try to add out on stage rather than, I want to talk about globalization. You right. Know? <laughs> so, I mean, there's. You should, you should just do that. I want to talk about globalization, but I don't feel I have the skills yet. So, what's with Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, or oh. like, or sometimes I'll be like, I remember I was doing this on stage, I came up with a riff. Uh, that I thought was really funny when I was in San Antonio last weekend. But then I was like, fuck, now do I have to build like a whole thing around this? I guess that's what I got to do now. Do I really have the skill to do that? So it's like you've built like a fixer-upper house. Yeah. You're like, I got it cheap and the land is in a good spot, but oh, uh, now I have to yeah. renovate. Now I have to renovate. I don't know if I'm capable of I'm that. not sure that I can do that. Which is weird. I can sit down and I can write a script start to finish, you know? No problem, but I but stand up is a lot harder for me. Uh, so tell me then, uh, like, is stand up your number one thing? Like, is that or is like script writing and doing something like that? My number one thing is to get this apartment well. So whichever, right. <laughs> whatever gets me to that point at this point, and I, I It'll take no, you about I, nineteen years in Australia, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I have no idea. I, I, I think like both. I. 
you know, I I, I feel like one feet to the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. So it's not like yeah. So but you don't have a like you're not like doing stand up so that you can be like. You, I, I'd you, like to just not hate whatever I'm doing. Right. That, that would be. <laughs> I mean, the bar's pretty low. <laughs> You know, right. I would say motivational speaking is off the menu then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was a motivational speaker? Oh my God. Dear well, for God. people who understand that they can, because most motivational speakers are like, you know, you can make a billion dollars and you can I was, change the world. I was thinking world. about this bit and I never, like, I would love to see like a high school val- like speech or graduation speech or college graduation speech where it's a guy who just like worked at Allstate for 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I did okay. I did good. Right. And, and this is what most, of, I'm going to tell you how to do most, good most, because this is all most, most of you people, can aspire that's not, to. I want to do a bit about that. Right. And just actually do the speech. Like, look, here is how you can. Yeah. Consolidate your superannuation, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like even like, like, like you know I didn't make the first marriage right. work, but I made the second. second. And the, here's what. I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just bored out of their respect. Like David Foster Wallace. <laughs> the whole speech is called "Too Don't Fly Too Close to the Sun." <laughs> I never moved to New York. I never had my artist phase. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just Icarus staying. Icarus staying. <laughs> I- Icarus gets a timeshare. Right. Yeah. I- Icarus gradually succeeds over yeah, yeah. a period of time. <laughs> Icarus lowers his expectations. Icarus isn't a disappointment to his family. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, so when you started out telling jokes, mm-hmm. where, uh, where was that? Where did you do your first? I did a... Uh, uh, what did I do? I did a, uh, I, I did an open mic at the pit. Well, I did stand up three times in high school. Uh-huh. Each, each one of them was that because you were a fan of stand up? Were like, was, were there people you I mean, were into? I, I, you know, I liked Steve Martin. I liked mm-hmm. uh, fucking. By the way, just for the record, yeah. Which uh, stand up comedian am I? Steve Martin. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how that's accurate really not it is. Who you? Are. <laughs> <laughs> like a compliment, right. but it's a compliment. Nothing like me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's not at all what it is. No. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think I liked Saturday Night Live. I, I, I don't think I... Like, I think I wanted to do more comedy than I really liked comedy. Right. You know? And then... Uh, <laughs> which is, like, the most annoying type of person. So, of course, I sucked. And then, uh, and then I got into it after, after college. Uh, big time. And I, that, that is a weird approach, isn't it? Like, I'm not really into comedy, but I'm going to do it. I'm That's just, like somebody I, going, I don't know the rules of cricket. Yeah, yeah. But, like, give me a bat. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure that yeah. I can like work I it out like as I go. Tension. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like standing out in the middle in white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me do that. Yeah, I think that that's basically what it was and then uh and then I started to like it, you know. Um but I feel like your your taste change every I'm sure, you know, everybody, you know, everybody is hot for, everybody's fun to listen to for a couple of years and then people completely get sick. Was there anyone that you were influenced by though? Like when you first started, when I started was there like- I, Well, I remember in college, I loved listening to David Cross's Shut Up You Fucking Baby. Uh-huh. And then I listened to Bill Hicks. Uh, neither of them am anything like. Um, and, uh, and I'm trying to think who else I would listen to. When I would start out, that would uh, those those were really the only. And then when I got into it, then I started listening to everybody. Right, and and have you felt like your style has changed a lot from when you first started, or was it always? Yeah, well, my first year it was just crazy because I was doing one liners, I was doing like a character, and I'm I'm completely different than that now. And then I feel like I've gradually become more of. And then I I still did. I I, I think like I was still almost presenting skits. Yeah, right. In the beginning. Uh huh. 
And then I've gotten to that phase, and now I'm more of myself, you know? And I feel like that the people... Well, that's good, because my grandmother still thinks I do skits. That's oh, what she... she? Yeah. She's like, yeah, how are your skits? skits. <laughs> it's my terrible... I don't even know what accent that was. How are your unholy skits? Yeah. Did, yeah. She, did she like your stuff? She, uh, she came and saw... Like, so my yeah. comedy is not for my grandmother. No. Like, I'm not, like, the, the most offensive guy going around or whatever. No, no. But, like, it's an adult show. It's an adult for, show. For, like, you know, for and strangers. she doesn't want to see that. She how does not want to see it. So she's 91 Holy now. Holy shit. But she came, this was like, she came and saw me early on. Like, I think she could actually come and see my show now. And even though the topics that I discuss, I'm good enough at what I do now that she probably would find it a pleasant she experience. She would listen. Right? Yeah. And she would understand that everybody else was having a good time. And, but she came and saw me like maybe third year in. Uh-huh. Like she snuck in, like bought a ticket, didn't tell anybody. And in that show... So were you already getting paid at this point three years ago? Uh, so I'm doing a festival show. She's uh-huh. come to see me do like a Melbourne comedy festival right, right, show right. three years in. So you know what? I'm doing okay. There's probably like 60 or 70 people in the room this night, right? Enough yeah. that I don't see that my nana is in there. Yeah. Like she buys a ticket. She and sneaks in at do? the back. Oh, terribly. <laughs> terribly. Like <laughs> I remember, this is the one moment I just remember more than anything is that... Because my, my uh, grandmother and my grandfather, um, my, I'm named after her husband who died when right. I was 15. Uh, but he was like, oh, wow. you know, when I was growing up, like... How did your grandfather feel about... Oh, that was your grandfather. Oh, yeah. So my grandfather... Oh, you're named after him. Yeah, okay. I'm named after him and he died yeah, when I was... 15. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I was 15. So, but they lived next to us. So I grew up basically with them as our next door neighbors. So yeah. they... And I was the first like grandkid. So they were very, they very proud. You, yeah. They dreamed that one day I would be an accountant. That's true. That was their ultimate dream. They were like, just work hard and you can be an accountant. It was their massive dream for me. Like, there is a part of me, I was sad that my granddad died, but there was another part of me that I knew he'd even be sadder when, like, if he was still alive and saw me not be an accountant. <laughs> right, you know? So, um, so anyway... She's she's always been very like well she'd always been very proud of me yeah. probably unnecessarily proud of me in a grandmother way right so this show there's a kid in the front row now I'm pretty unsophisticated at this stage obviously three years in right but like I know how that, old are you at this point ah uh, so twenty four or five right 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 and I. There's a kid in the front row, and I've been doing this bit that up until that point because you haven't done enough gigs. This is what you always say to people think, when they oh, start out: killed. just do every gig you can because right. just because something works once doesn't mean it will always work that way. You've yeah. got to work out when it doesn't work as well. Right. So I've uh, there's a kid in the front row and I know I swear a lot in the show. So I'm like, I have to do something about, you know, the kid. Like I just have to acknowledge, you know, the kids there. So I do this thing that I've been doing that stage where I ask the kid, what's the rudest word you know? And I, so I said to the kid, I said, what's the rudest word you know? And the kid's like, Kid's probably like, I'm going to say seven or eight, right? Yeah. And um, so the kid says dickhead, right? Yeah. Which is great. Gets a good laugh. Everyone's like, it relieves the tension. And if I'd left it there, that would have been fine. I would have got away with it, right? right? right. But I said, oh, come on. You must have heard like a, a worse <laughs> word than dickhead. And, and this like eight-year-old kid just says cunt. <laughs> and like it just, it like <laughs> these days, if I was in my show and that happened, I reckon it would probably destroy. Like people right. would love it. Yeah. But back then, they did not love it at all. They just looked at me like I was the guy <laughs> who just made an eight-year-old kid say <laughs> cunt. And they were all kind of in on it. And it was that show that my grandmother and was at. And what did your grandma say after? I saw her at the end. 
like as like as Ugh. she was coming out, and it was just this look on her face. She didn't say anything, but this look of Did like you talk to her afterwards. This look of just like why couldn't you be an accountant? Oh, you know, like my it was. God. <laughs> Did like, you talk to her afterwards? No, nah, not afterwards. No, no, I couldn't. You just let her leave. I couldn't. I was like, oh, I said hello, but I did not talk to her about the show. I was just like, mm. it was devastating. That's brutal. Yeah. All right. You ever have that? I had one time where I brought a girl to a show, uh-huh. and I bombed so bad that I left out of the back, and I just left her at the bed. <laughs> just left her there. I mean... She was probably happy about that. That's what I mean. Right. I, some people like some people who don't know com- comedians totally get right. it. But people who don't know comedy are like, "Oh, you dick! That was so rude." Right? And I'm like, "No, it wasn't. I did the most honorable thing that you could do there." Yeah, here's which is, the thing: I'm though. saving your shame. Right? Here's what I would love about this story: right. is if she had actually already left as well. <laughs> like if she like saw you bomb and was like, this is, this is terrible. I'm just going to leave before he comes out. And so neither of you know <laughs> or we that both, the other person We left. both leave and right. bump into each other on the way out. Oh, you were ashamed of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that was, oh, it's like the Pina Colada song. You uh, bond over the fact that you both- Because I was saying this like to some, like, like, I was talking to Sean Donnelly. He's a very funny comic. We were uh-huh. on a podcast together. Cheap plug, my dumb friends. Uh, he, uh, like if you're a sh- like if you're a comic and you bomb it's whatever, but if you're like a comic who keeps bombing, like and you've been doing it for a while, like let's say over five years, uh-huh. and you're having ten shitty shows in a row with the same material and it's not working, yeah, you're kind of a shitty person, right? Because you're putting an audience <laughs> through this pain. Uh-huh. So like, I, and that is what happens when you're on stage. It's not just that you're not good at your job; it's that you're a shitty person, right? You know what I mean? That's like because it's I've you up there. All these people's nights, right? Did I tell you the meanest thing? I'm in Bellevue. Somebody said this to me. Um, it was after a show that I I bombed, and you did you did well. And uh, I went. I was going to say, and some girl grabbed my hand and said, "You were really unfunny tonight." She said, at our show. Oh my God, brutal. Like, and by the way, we know. Like, my, we know. <laughs> also, Anyone who's yeah. good knows. And in fact, <laughs> quite a lot of the time when you thought I was good, yeah. I wasn't as good as like, uh, I know. Of course. I know more than you know. Also, I saw, I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's doing well. But in, like, my head, like, in my head, I'm like, maybe he'll bomb and then we can both commiserate. Right. And then I saw you do well and I'm like, ah, fuck. Now it's like, this is the first impression he has of me. So I'm just going to like, this is just awful. You know what I mean? I'm just going to hang out in the next room. The funny thing is, I was saying this actually to some people in Edinburgh, because I went and saw um, uh, a bunch of Australian shows in Edinburgh, like people that I don't get to catch when I'm at home, you know. And I went on one night where one of the people had the hardest night of the run. You know, they were just a shitty crowd. Yeah. But the thing that I was saying to them was, because they were afterwards, they were like, I wish you'd come like on a good night. Right. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm the one who's smart enough to know that, right. that you're good regardless. Yeah. Like idiots in the audience who don't know comedy they might go, know. no one laughed and they go, but I'm sitting there going, I oh, know this but is great. But for the audience this at home, brilliant. Will didn't say that to me. He just didn't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't I talk to me I invited you on my podcast. Yeah, no, man. I'm just so, joking. I'm just joking. I just wanted to make... Think that- <laughs> he, had his, he had his handlers talk to me. <laughs> I had I, I was forced to go to the kitchen and hang out for the rest of it. Right, that's the reason I brought you over today uh, is actually just, to say, look, I've had a meeting with LA. And- <laughs> uh, I've talked to Johnny Entertainment. Right. <laughs> who did that too? Was that guy? I did that with somebody came who I was, you know, like fucking, you know, who's the fucking British comic who's hilarious who uh, always wears a suit and tie and. Uh, you know, it's Jimmy very Carr. Dirty. Jimmy Carr, thank God. I don't know why. I met Jimmy Carr outside, 
we just had something to eat together and uh-huh. we got along really well. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And he's like, let me let me come with your show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's never. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this show. Then yeah. I didn't think he was gonna show up. I sh- he shows right. up, bomb. I bomb. <laughs> this is like my prep for my that HBO whatever they do. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, okay. and I was like, why the fuck did you come? Right. You know, that's part of it's. It's almost like when you meet somebody. Like every time I've met, like like people were excited when Louis C.K. comes to a show. Uh-huh. I don't want to meet that guy. You know, I've like seen all his specials. Like, I don't want to be like, oh hi. You know what I mean? It's almost like, uh, right? I do. I, I know what you mean. There is a certain, and this is the the funny thing as well. I did this uh, show with Louis in yeah. uh, Sydney, and it was like a big just for laughs. You know, the Montreal yeah. people they do like a Sydney show, like a weekend at Sydney Opera House. Right. So they'll bring out like a bunch of really big names. They just do a bunch of galas. You know, mm. like some people do their solo shows, right? Right. And so the first year they did it, like I was the only Australian who was on the lineup, but they brought out like John Cleese and oh, uh, Louis. Um, I think Margaret Cho was on. Uh, Martin Short was on the lineup. Like it was a real big kind of names, like right. from a variety of you know audiences and stuff. But like yeah. all really kind of you know dominant big names, Dylan Moran and and uh, Russell Howard from the UK, and it was a really strong thing. And I was on before Louis. Like on the gala, but you know, both shows. Yeah. And there was part of me that was like, you know, that's great. I'm on a bill with Louis. But there was another part of me that was like, he's he's fucking sitting there in the wings. Like he's not yeah. even like I can't even pretend he's in the green room, not listening to my set or just like hearing some laughs no, and there. going, it's going Did he well. Say good job. He's yeah, literally yeah. say. But yeah, he's very nice like that as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it is one of those things where I was like, I'm not thinking about this audience. I'm well, just thinking about the fact that fucking Louis over well, there. Well, now it's kind of funny because Judd Apatow just started doing stand up too. I just did a show with him two weeks ago, and I'm like. And if it, and he did a show that was actually it was good, yeah. But like, what if you're on a show that sucks with Judd Apatow, and you're like, really, this is how I'm getting discovered, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where I'm like just hanging out here. Have you seen him do? Stand-up? Well, no, it was, and it was funny because I was so nervous about it. And then he just did the first spot and left. He did the right. ultimate comic thing in the world. So I saw his set. He's very nice, and then he left. Uh, was yeah. he funny? Yeah, I mean, he just started, right? So it's like. He's, uh, He's doing it the other way around. Than any other guy who he did just movies started. to get into stand up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it's almost like he's he's funnier than any like anyone who has a comedy background is going to be way big better than anyone else who starts, uh-huh. you know. But um, he's still figured. But yeah, it's fu- that is kind of funny. He's like he already accomplished the dream, right. and now he's going into the shit that's not the dream that you. <laughs> he's do- he's doing open mic rooms with <laughs> with more credits in his intro than the time he has on stage. <laughs> I'm just going to read out this guy's IMDb yeah. and then he's going to get a light at four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like this weird thing of like, um, yeah, like all of a sudden, like, you know, you're competing for a small uh, a small storefront space with Jay-Z. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just going to try this. And you're like, of course you're going to beat me, mother. Like, I, why are you seeing this? You know? I, I love that this could be the way that LA becomes a great crowd work town, though. Because now, because what we were talking about before right. was that, you know, people don't want to talk. They don't want to sit down the front. You know, they don't want to get asked those questions. Yeah. But all these people, all these aspiring actors, you know what they would love to be? In a Judd Apatow film, right? Oh, of course. So you should be going to Judd's gigs, sitting in the front row, and yeah. just getting engaged in some crowd work and <laughs> fucking killing it. If you can be funny in that exchange, you could get like a movie out of that. Right, right, yeah, right. maybe. Yeah. Probably not. But... <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you we'll live see. The I go, glasses half full, glasses half full. Yeah. 
All right, okay. Uh, so these are your choices for what kind of jokes okay. do you tell, okay. right? So you just have to uh, the one I that you, I gave you a Wikipedia answer. No, no, that's the point of this. Okay, it's okay because uh, none of them will actually sum you up. That's okay. why I ask you the question first. I would doubt if you go, yes, that's exactly me. Your first one's like black jokes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, one-liners, observational, cringe humor, feminist, insult humor, <laughs> knock-knock jokes, famous knock-knock jokes, uh-huh. character-based, surrealistic, or self-deprecating. I guess self-deprecating. Yeah, we'll go I, with. I, I think that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, knock-knock, feminist. Feminist I'm a feminist knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock yeah. jokes. <laughs> Knock knock, who's there? John. Why does it have to be John? Why can't it be Amy right. or Jen? <laughs> yes, all women. <laughs> so, yeah, hashtag yes, all women. Yeah. Uh, Thank God that's over. Yeah, huh? uh, that was annoying. Or you'll be like, um, I'm waiting for permission to uh, knock. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not going to knock. I'm not just going to knock on your door unless, yeah, that's where you can be your new feminist knock knock jokes where yeah. you wait for people's permission to knock before you knock. <laughs> Why does it take a woman four knocks to get to the door and a guy only two? Right, exactly. Let's get rid of the wood ceiling. <laughs> uh, all right, who thinks you're funny? Now, um, we'll go through these one by one. Your friends. Uh, do you think you're, are you, like, do your friends find you funny? Yeah. Can you remember who you, who, I, who you got? I've, no, I don't. I okay. don't remember. I think it was something, oh, actually, I do remember who I got. Right, I wonder we'll if it's see, we'll see if it matches one. up. I'll see if it matches up. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Actually, well, you can say now because either way, we're still going to do the quiz, so it doesn't matter. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I really, I think that's who I got. I remember. I think that. Uh, I think that's who I got. <laughs> ah, that's the final. Do you like having sex with women? Yeah. Question. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. <laughs> Have you ever fucked Anne Hayes? Right. No, yes. Uh, all right. Who thinks you're funny? Are uh, your friends? Uh, your mum and dad? Do your mum and dad? Are your mum and dad around? My dad they... thinks I'm funny. But I don't yep. think my mom thinks I'm that funny. Okay. All right. I, mean, I don't think she hates my stuff either. Did they have dream other dreams for you? No. No. Okay. My dad's a writer, so it's like it's all fucking it's all make believe. It's the silliest careers as possible. So. And your dad was like a, quite a well known writer. Yeah. Right? He's, yeah. He's working. You know. Yeah. He's definitely done stuff. So nice. Uh, other funny people. Some, some. Okay, your significant other? Not, not, not <laughs> applicable. Not from that, not from that early story. Not, <laughs> not applicable. From that, I've left the club out the back. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, do girls who work in massage parlors count? <laughs> I mean, if they think you're funny. Yeah. Uh, your coworkers, uh, everybody. Uh-huh. My cat sometimes. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I know. The internet. Or me, that's all I need. What what, what of those nine would would you say the best? most? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you want to say other other funny people, right? Other funny people. I'd say so, yeah, right? Yeah, I reckon because I mean, most of my friends are funny people right. now, you know. So and also your coworkers, uh, comedians. We yeah. have yeah. This is so, probably not a quiz. I mean, I the comedians other, are actually I, meant to take. I have literally like five or six. Real friends outside of where? Where do they come from? Those I have friends? one from high school I hang out with. I have one from college I hang out with, and then I have like one in New York, like a few people outside of comedy. But most of them are all comics now, right? Is, how about you? So, are you mostly comic friends? So it's interesting to me this mm-hmm. question because when I first started doing comedy, yeah, like I was in Melbourne and everyone was a comedian. All my friends were comedians, yeah. And then there was a certain point where I got like when I moved to Sydney to like do work where I was like, you know what? I like living in Sydney because 
it's not we're not all in each other's pockets so much. Yeah. Like it was getting too much for me. I couldn't have the same conversations with the same people every day. So I when I was working like in media yeah. and stuff up there, even though I was still doing stand up, I had all my stand up friends I'd see at festivals and stuff, but I got all these other friends that yeah. weren't in comedy, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Then when I came over here, when I first started coming over here, I was hanging out with all these people who weren't in comedy because I didn't really know any comedians. I was hanging out with like Australian actors and people right. who were over here and whatever. And now all I hang out is with comics. Now it's like it's just gone back again. to like uh, now that I've been here long enough and I'm around comics. Who what just, comics do you hang out with here? I mean, like, oh uh, well, I mean, different people at different places. But yeah. like you know, Dave Anthony and I oh, hang yeah, out yeah. a lot, and kind of his crew. He's kind of yeah. been really nice at like you know. I'm, you know, get to be the tag along. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, I get to like go and see Planet of the Apes with Patton Oswalt in the middle of the day, where I'm not yeah. really seeing it with Patton. You're you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm it. seeing it with Dave Anthony, who's seeing it with Brian Bassane, who's seeing it with Patton Oswalt. Right. But you know what? I'm one of these eight forty year old men at the movies in the middle of the day, and I'm yeah. proud of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Also, the- I feel like there's some rejection if you're Patton Oswalt and Brian Bussain They're looking at you. Like, why are you a Planet of the Apes? Right. So, like, 40, you're just good-looking fucking bachelor <laughs> Australian accent, dude. Like, this, I need this. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's the that's the nerd rage. I had a moral quandary because Patton uh, bought the tickets. Yeah. Picked up the tickets. And then when we got to the cinema, like, no one else, like, offered him any money or gave him, like, you know, money for... Like and but I was like I don't really know Patton and he's just like I mean I know him like we've met a few right. times but we're not like friends you know yeah like, did you try to give him money well I didn't try to but I wanted to try to but then I didn't know whether that like he's Patton he's doing fine I, like yeah, he probably I think doesn't it's a courtesy thing though you still just right. offer to give the money that's what I yeah okay right now you're right that's because like just so they can be like no 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 yeah right so they can have their moment of generosity. I denied him his moment of generosity. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good now point. Now it's, it's right. over. I'm going to message gonna be in Ratatouille okay. too. <laughs> Ratatouille, it writes itself. Right. In fact, it, they do it with the, 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 the number two. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh, hang on. We can sell that. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we own that intellectual property. Just by the way, mate, I think that that's how you get your apartment here in West Hollywood. Is that it? That it. <laughs> Ratatouille. Hey, I have a question. I'm going to spend... Do you think it's worth spending $720 on transcendental meditation classes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it. Um, where do you take the classes? At the Transcendental Meditation Center. Where it's is like that? A, it's sponsored by David Lynch or whatever. It's yeah. in Beverly Hills. And how many classes do you get for it? I think that that would be fun. How often do you do the classes? Is it like I'd one a week or four, is it over four days like a, in a row? Right, and then it's a pay. You can do a payment plan, and it's it's usually nine eighty. But I, I I was able to get them down to seven twenty. Right, <laughs> you you just can't. I forget. I used car <laughs> yeah. salesman at TM. Right, just say uh, I butted this down. I mean, there is no going right for that. Like it's a made up <laughs> yeah. thing. You it's know, a made I mean, up it's thing. not like. No. Yeah. Oh no, that is not what the market dictates. The correct like <laughs> transcendental meditation fee is. Well, they're at, it's so crazy because they're asking me to bring a bouquet of flowers and two fruits. Nah, it's all a scam by big meditation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they've got some deals with the local with the, florists, with the flower empresarios right. in Los Angeles. They've all got together, had some secret meeting. Right, you try to get a mantra, but it's trademarked right. by like the Co- Co- Koch brothers or right. Cook, Cook brothers or. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. I reckon that I'd be really interested in doing that. Uh, do you meditate at all? Like, have you ever done to. any style and of meditation? I, I used to, but I need to get my. Uh, I need to. I need to work this show idea out, and I need to lose weight, and I need to become a better person. Right. 
So I, you can tell I'm not a good person because my the first thing I listed was a career goal. So I want to be able to switch that up. Well, maybe that's honest. Yeah, you know, I guess. Like, you know. Yeah, but like meditation's great for that. I'm like, I'm considering, like, I mean, I'm... You're, you seem like a meditative guy now. Right. You don't do it? I, I don't. No? But I dig the idea of it. And maybe I kind you of shouldn't think, do it because you're already pretty relaxed. Right. Like if you do I it, get then you're relaxed. just yeah, you'll 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 ruin yourself. Right. There is a chance that I could like I am. I do sometimes like even like because I've got certainly got more relaxed as the years go go on. Right. Like I wasn't always as relaxed as I am, yeah. but I do sometimes feel like I am too relaxed. Like the other yeah. day, I, I've told this story of the podcast already. But the other day, this like crazy person came up to me in the street, and he was like in my face before I had time to kind of. Was he a fan or no? No, no, like a just crazy. A Crazy, person, yeah. Like a, a like you know, a mentally disturbed person. Yeah. And but he didn't look. You know how like sometimes you can spot crazy. Right. Right. Like this guy looked quite normal. I would say like maybe he was on like meth or something as well. Like right, it was right. that sort of yeah, hearing voices and like too yeah, intense, yeah. crazy. And he said to me, um, "The devil told me that I have to stab you and take. Uh, to, I have to murder you and t- take your phone." Oh my. Yeah. God. So he's like, he's he's closer to me than what did we are do? across this table. Well, the, this is why I'm saying that like sometimes I feel like I'm too relaxed because because I just was like, hey, would you like some money for some beer instead? And I gave him some money for some beer and it just got out of the situation. But then I walked down the road and like about, I'm going to say about 10 minutes afterwards, I got like a proper oh, like shit. panic attack. Like, you know, just like my body just like shivered all over. And I was like, that was fucking crazy. Was he bigger than you? Uh, he was big enough that if he was that close and he wanted to stab me, he could have he definitely, st- he would have got a good couple of stabs in before I was in any way able to react to that. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, wow. Yeah. Did he have a weapon on him? Don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> I was that, like, <laughs> that's a confident motherfucker right there too. Right. Well, I feel like the devil was giving him some bad advice. Yeah. I feel like I blame the devil mostly. Right. And America's healthcare system. Right. Like, I mean, I honestly don't yeah. blame this dude. No, of like, course not. Like, I don't not. blame some mentally disturbed person. No, it's that like... he has to wander the fucking streets, like, hearing voices in his head. Right. I mean, I, how many... Would they, here's a question. If you're schizophrenic and you're not treated and you're hearing these voices, how long would it take for you to go, like, just do what the voices said? Like, if... You know what I mean? Like uh, probably a couple months or something. Like if I'm deal, somebody's telling me murder that person, murder that right. person, murder. You know, like I, I, after a while, I'm gonna be like, maybe I should just fucking murder this just person, just fucking shut myself. this fucker up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And I mean, it seemed like the devil had a plan. He was going to murder me and take my phone and like, take your phone. And take Wor- my phone. Worst Verizon commercial ever, by the way. Right. And by the way, I have a shit phone. Like he should have <laughs> taken my wallet. Yeah. Like exactly. I have heaps, there's heaps of things. I'm like, dude, this is even like I'm only paying month by month, and we're towards the end of the month. This is a terrible decision. You don't want to go to prison for the rest of your life for my phone. My phone is like the sort of phone that someone smuggles into prison yeah. up their ass. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a drug phone. It's a drug phone. Like, it's a phone that even drug dealers would look at and go, you know what? I'm doing fine. I didn't need a phone this shitty. (laughs) Okay. Here are your questions. Uh, So, what prop do you use? Now, chances are... Propped. Prop. So, now, chances are you may not use a prop. Right. Right? I feel like most comedians probably answer this the same way, right? So, there's like... uh, There's a few choices here, right? Mm. So, uh, just pick the one that you think best suits. So hats. I'm answering this for real, by the way. I'm not doing funny answers. Right. No, no, no. That's the man. Don't disrespect the quiz. Yeah, I'm not going to disrespect the quiz. I just want the, your audience to know. To know. Move on. All right. Okay, so we're back. We got water. Um, so uh, what prop do you use? Hats, bowling pins, mm-hmm. clown shoes, yeah. wigs, cane, tails, ears, 
noses, dummies. That's your, they're your choices. Well, I guess I do. I have used a hat once on stage. Oh, okay. What's so we hat? can use that? What, what hat? What, what, what well, was, if somebody what in the audience, no, it? somebody in the audience will have a hat. Then uh-huh. I can do a hat, a cheap hat bit. I, oh, I don't do- like to use it. <laughs> I got a bit I can do. I got a bit I, I can do to. if I need to do with the hat. So I'll, I'll say that. That's the, if they the feel closest. like a prop crowd right, then I'll and do someone's this. wearing a hat, I've got a bit I can do. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to do that yeah. bit. I'm not going to do it on Conan. This isn't my Conan piece. Yeah, but. yeah. I'd love to do a cane bit. Right. <laughs> I want to be a cane comic. What right. the fuck is that, though, you know? Uh, no, I don't think there is any, like, no who's cane your comics well-known anymore. cane comics. I mean, maybe that's I an angle. Any. I mean, like, I think Shapiro was using one for one, but that was for medical reasons. Right. And yeah, I think Don Rickles might like, you know, he uses use a cane, cane now. The only people but it's more a stage of your career, your cane years. I don't know that many old people who use canes. It's either walkers or right. wheelchairs. You it's know? tough to I do know comedy and a guys who are into gaming who use canes. You know, like right. that's staffs. They walk around with staffs. Right. Yeah, they're not canes. They're to staffs. Ward off put, <laughs> to ward off pussy in any direction. <laughs> And they're like, well, it works. Yeah, there is none coming yeah, in my is. direction. <laughs> Therefore, this cane must work. It must be a mystical staff. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, who do you like to make fun of? Is the next question. Um, so uh, we, I'm going to give you some options here. Celebrities. Do you ever do celebrity stuff? You ever some? Yeah, but some. not a ton. No. Uh, ignorant people. I guess some. Yeah. Your significant other again. Well, I stop did br- use a lot of that. Stop but bringing it up, me. Quiz. Yeah. yeah, yeah stop. <laughs> Stop bringing up. Why, Stop bringing up. <laughs> Why you got to go there, Quiz? Uh, teenagers? No. No. Uh, your parents? No, a little bit, but not a lot. Rich people? Not a little, but not a lot. Old people? Little, not a lot. Politicians? No. Mean people? They're your choices. What was, what was the top ones again? Celebrities, ignorant people, your significant other. I guess we'll go with... Well, I guess I make fun of myself a lot, so that's ignorant people. Like, you could you say that, but I mean, they're all over the place. So. I know. What's, uh, I, I, it's like celebrities are, I guess, ignorant people out of all those. All right. We'll go with ignorant people. Yes. Uh, what do you have to do before you go on? Do you have any pre show rituals? Right. I put on a scream mask and just jerk off. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Shit, that's an eastbound dip bit. I wish I could even, I just realized they said that an eastbound down. I should have just used an Obama mask. Or <laughs> just jerk off before. I go on. Just chanting, "Yes, we can." Yeah, the yeah, entire time. That's right. Just, just to celebrate racially diverse yeah. America. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. You just masturbated an Obama mask, chanting four more years. <laughs> like you're partly political, but partly in a Point Break remake. <laughs> Point break. Uh, all right. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Are you a... Because, I mean, obviously, when you went, like, you know, drinking or doing that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, you're not a drinking before, like, gig sort of person. Yeah. Uh, do you eat? Are you an eater before? Can, I don't you... like to eat, but I do sometimes because I have no willpower. Right. Power. I'll do, like, Red Bull, Diet Coke. Okay. Uh, I usually I may listen to a song, but normally I, I just I put down the set list. Okay. This, this, so the, these set. are your choices. Uh, have a drink. Vocal exercises. No. Uh, you got a good voice, though. You've got like a good, deep, throaty sort of like. Thank you. Well, where does did you always have? I mean, not always, I used obviously, to sing not in as a high baby. And I, that's I was like I, I was in a bunch of different choirs. Is that right? Yeah. It was yeah. a gospel choir, uh, a classical, like magical, like where 
Like fucking night outfits choir, you know? Oh my God. You should be like in the Pitch Perfect sequel. I should, right? Right? That's what, what yeah. Just put me in the Pitch Perfect sequel. Right. That'll get you a Hollywood apartment. things happen? No. I come up with ideas on this podcast. Yeah. We mention them to Judd Apatow at gigs that we yeah, do with yeah, him backstage. Yeah, yeah. We do that and then it all happens. It'll be fine. Uh, all right. So uh, no vocal exercises then. Throw up. You've been a person who throws up before. I, I have, yeah. Yep. Okay. 20 push-ups. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, smoke a cigarette. Are you yeah, a smoker? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, meditate is one of the options. No. Uh, listen to music. No. Eat no. something. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm always funny. Smoke a cigarette at all those. Okay. Smoke a cigarette. That's the most common. And uh, here we go. Number six. This is the last one, right? Yeah. And by the way, smoking a cigarette is interesting because you're not old enough to remember this, I imagine. Although if you played places, because there's some places in America now where some there's people There's a couple can places still you can still smoke. smoke there's inside. one place in New York you can smoke, which is really weird. Well, this is just Carmel Lounge because it's a hookah bar. Right. So, but it's it's just it's hard for me to do the microphone because you it becomes a different act when you smoke a cigarette. Right. You know, it almost becomes like I don't know, you just become douchier, I feel like. <laughs> you know, like it's like this is so important what I'm talking. It's it's weird. It is a prop, you know. It really right. is. Uh, I saw Dave Chappelle in Montreal last year. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's and, and I think he could use without doing it. I love Dave Chappelle, right? But I think like I don't, I don't know what it's weird watching him smoke, right? Particularly that many in a row. You're like, yeah, what he's his, doing it for real. He's not like, like, yeah, he's not like I'm gonna look cool. I'm smoking a cigarette. He's literally just for, like he's lighting essentially one off the other one. No, and just, it, it, it's really like I don't know why he does it because he, with Dennis Leary and Bill Hicks, you right. can tell like it's like it I'm smoking. Yeah. I'm like Dave Chappelle's just like a guy who's hopelessly addicted to cigarettes right. on stage. It doesn't look cool at all. At the very least, and here is what I'm doing: giving Dave Chappelle comedy advice. Here's what he should. Do. Here's what he should do, Dave. I know that you've come. To- I mean, it was, it, I saw him last year. It was one of the most amazing in Montreal right. performances I've ever seen in my entire life. I, it's top five performances I've ever seen. I still think he could have lost the cigarette. Right. You know? Or otherwise, what he should do is get one giant cigarette, right? <laughs> and you can tell... This is the this is why you're known as the idea guy. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can tell where you're up to in the set by how much is left on the cigarette. Yeah. And when he finally finishes the cigarette, like then he just like, he butts it out and he walks off stage. That Thanks sounds like much. the worst idea I've ever heard, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Hollywood now, mate. That's, yeah, uh, okay. That's I, what you're right. I'm sorry. I, I can't shit on anything anymore. Uh, what do you do if you're bombing? Everything could be a good idea. What are you doing? Fuck, if you're you know, bombing? last night I did this. I I brought attention to it, uh-huh. and I really shouldn't do that anymore. So, what do you mean? Like, so, I was like well, that one didn't work. Right, like, you can do that once during a set. And then that's it. Because sometimes it's like uh, you want it to be like a disruptor. I was talking about this recently about a gig I did at the end of a run where like I'd done like 60 shows of this tour and the last night of the tour just happened to be like disproportionately to any other night. Because when you do 60 shows, some are better than others, but there's a certain zone that they're within, you know, about a 5% sort of zone where you get a really hot crowd, but you get like a a tougher crowd. But the shows should be good enough that, you know, it's still in that zone. And then on the last night, for a bunch of reasons I can't really explain, um, they were just a shitty crowd. Yeah. And about 20 minutes in, I told them they were a shitty crowd. And I, and I did it in that way going, I, want, I just want to see if this will break it up. And did it Because it's not going well. No, 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 no. <laughs> like it really does. That's the thing. I, I'm a bit like you. Yeah. You've got that one where you can acknowledge it and you call it in the room and they're and like, oh, no, laugh. that's cool. We get yeah. that because – Thank God. Thank God he realizes that one didn't go well as well. But if you call it 
more than once. Then it's like, oh, I've just paid money to go see yeah. somebody's bombing. Right. Yeah. And he, and also, if he knows he's bombing, just so did stop you straight mate. up bomb there or not do well? Nah, it was just compared when to. When's the, the last time you've like straight up bombed? Uh. Um, like really terribly, yeah. sort of. Um, oh, you know what? Like, not that long ago. Like, yeah. I, I would not say this is bomb bomb, but this is as close to bomb. Right. Like, rather than going back to like two years ago, where I do have like you know, like, but a recent one. Like, I did a set at Caroline's. Like, uh, oh, so that it was the same night. Ugh. So that same night that we uh, gigged together at uh, the stand. Oh, right, do you remember right. That night? Yeah, I remember right? that night. And there was that great crowd in there. Yeah, and you it was actually like a saw fun... me do a good set there. Right. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you'd ever see me do a good set. And I was like, oh, okay, he saw that one. All right. I saw you do good sets in Bellevue. I just right. saw some audiences not understand. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> right. um, so that was, a hot, that was the same night. So literally that same night, and I had a great set there. That was fun. But right. earlier that night, I had done D.L. Hughley's show at... Uh, Caroline's and they just to an all like well not all black and tourist audience right all black lineup first guys come out and just done like 20 minutes of like you know like stuff that the audience loved you know that they all got I knew but I just wanted to like see you have to explain what black material was right. and <laughs> as, as whiteness goes over your face references that everybody else was understanding that right. I ma- maybe weren't in my life ex- experience that right. I what could... is this vitamin water I don't know what right <laughs> I don't think that's even a thing black people drink, but but yeah. So it was um, that set was was like it was rough. Yeah, like you know when you're like a minute and a half in, and suddenly like the words are just like making their own decisions about which order they'll come out in, and you're yeah. like, hang on, I, I don't well, normally sweat this much like in the heat. Why am I suddenly? Well, uh, you know what? Because I've had a couple sets here. You know, I've probably done since moving in August. I've probably done like twenty six sets or something like that, and. You know, like for me, a headlining weekend, like I, like this is I'm fi- this is an, I'm fine with a weekend if I have three, like you know, if I have two great sets, uh, two two good uh, two or three good ones, and then one that's either okay or bad. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, that's fine, I'll do that. Um, but uh, there's been a couple here where I've bombed in L.A. I, I, there's two sets I didn't do that well, and it's it's like back to when I first started bombing, where I'm actually really nervous, and I'm like, like in New York, I was so used to playing there that when I would bomb, it was just more of like, I am. An, oh, that old comfortable feeling coming over <laughs> again, you know, you're just like, oh, oh, you're you again, you know, like you're just like, eh, all right, because I'm not, I know I'm not losing my spot at this right. club, yeah, you know, so yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely right, and look, the argument would be made, like you know. And it's somewhere in between that person who goes up every night doing the same material and bombs every time. Yeah. There's also, I think, you cannot move forward if you're a person who goes up every night doing the same material and kills. Yeah. Because you're still stuck in the same zone. If you're not going to places where you're going badly or you're bombing or you're... Like, if, if someone never bombs, they're not taking enough risks. You know, you've still got to get to a place where you've got to work hard and, you know, there's that famous scene and I talk about it all the time, but in the Seinfeld, you know, in Comedian, the Seinfeld documentary and he's like trying new material and there's these girls like talking in the corner and he can't quite get it out and he just like, he honestly kind of says under his breath like, how big do you have to be? And it was like, but but that's what comedy is. Like it does not matter how big you are. Like some days people are just going to go, nah, fuck you. (laughs) This is nope. Nope. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've, I've had that a bunch of times with audiences. All right, here are your choices. What do you do if you're bombing? Talk to the audience? Yeah. Ignore it, relax. Try harder. Apologize. Say something crazy. Get aggressive. Laugh at myself. Go back to my old jokes. Run. Talk to the audience. Talk to the audience. Runs more if you're on a date and you bomb. Run, yeah. <laughs> That's Run is every other personal interaction I have. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, to open up. All right. So it was talk to the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, there's one more. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, oh, no. Two more. Sorry. Uh, what did it feel like the first time you got a laugh? These are your options. Like I knew what I was doing. Like a rush. Like love. Like I was more attractive. Like I had won. Like I wanted more of it, a relief, like a drug, like I was in charge. Um, but I would say, like I knew what I was doing, like I was charged, it seems like the same thing, right? Yeah. So it would be like one of those. Um, I would say uh, like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I think that that's the most. All right. Not like a drug. And, you know. No, because, you know, like. Because <laughs> you've actually done I've drugs. never had a... <laughs> Yeah, I've never had as much fun with stand-up as I have with Oxycontin. (laughs) (laughs) Or cocaine. Or booze. It's more and more healthy. That's not a fun thing to readmit to, but it's true. Uh, all right. Uh, what, what this is the okay, this is the probably the weirdest one of all. Uh, what would you call your comedy club? Right? Okay. So these are your options. Precious Roy's Joke Emporium. Ugh. The Brew Ha Ha Ha. Now, by the way, I the just funny... just did a show called Brew Ha Ha like two weeks ago. The, the funny thing about the American comedy scene in particular compared to, I think, everywhere else is uh-huh. the funny comedy club name. Like, oh, they don't have that? In not Aust- really. What, like what, what is the big club in Australia? The Comedy Store? Yeah. The Comics Lounge? Yeah. Like they're normally like, you know, yeah, the Comedy fine. Club. The comedy Store is a great, great name, yeah. Uh, the Funny Factory, Oof. Live Ladies Laughs and Liverwurst, Seizures Palace, it's a pun. Yeah, I got Chortle, it. Chortle, the champagne, the champagne room, Funny Business, or my mom's basement. They're your choices. Funny Business or the champagne room is like the least grating out of all those. Right? The champagne room. What do you think? Oh, it's like strippery. I'm putting it in for there. My mom's basement. I've already put the right, champagne fine. room in. Now, uh, last time you did this quiz, I believe you got Ellen you DeGeneres. Got Ellen DeGeneres. Now, not you did not get Ellen DeGeneres. Who did I get this time? I think you're going to be reasonably happy with who what you is got it? on this. Sometimes people don't take you seriously because you are so hilarious. Oh, well, that's so true. Uh, but you're not afraid to sacrifice everything to make sure that you get to do things the way you want. I'm a hero, really. You're a hero. You got. Dave Chappelle. Wow, that's pretty good. Right, I think it was the smoking. <laughs> I think the smoking. Uh, yeah, I think that, that like, <laughs> that, like maybe, maybe there is something to that. Like you tap right. into, yeah, some sort of. I mean, sure. Like, I mean, ten minutes ago, Dave you were Chappelle shitting on him for so much. How much he smoked. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't start a Dave Chappelle Dan Saint Germain. <laughs> I believe it's going to be a one-sided comedy feud. Dan Saint Chappelle. Dan can, Saint Chappelle. Yeah. So Dude, Dave's go. the funniest, probably the funniest guy who's on there, right? Right. Well, I guess so. Who else is on there? Well, Steve Martin. Uh, I don't know who that. These Dave are the Chappelle's ones that, probably These are the Steve ones that Martin, have come right? up. Steve Martin, who Dave think, Chappelle. Who do you think is the funniest? Funnier, Dave question. Chappelle or Steve Martin? Um, 
for me, well, I mean, Dave Chappelle's a better stand-up. For me, obviously. Chappelle, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, for me, my personal tastes, right? Like Chappelle, like doing that the way that he does it, is, it is that's what I. But Steve Martin in movies is probably do. better than Chappelle in movies. And so all that hard. old Steve Martin, like, like all that old, like when he was like a stand-up, you know, yeah. when he was doing that. I, I mean, it was hilarious at the time, but he's never been my. I went to him play banjo at a festival. How was it? He's sick at banjo, right? Amazing. And in between each song, he would just have one one liner that was so funny and so perfect. Like, yeah. he was still just like, he would just say this thing. You know, he, he was just close to what you'd imagine, you know, the old days of like the Algonquin round table or whatever yeah. with all these just smart like writers and comedians or whatever just sitting around saying pissy things about society that people yeah. are like, I'm going to put that on a calendar. Like, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> uh, so, but I would say that for me, yeah, Dave Chappelle would be like... Yeah, he's like the funniest. I mean, just pure funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, that show that yeah, in, in Montreal, like it didn't yeah. go on the night I saw him until like... I'm going to say like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And like then did two hours yeah. like to this packed theatre. I mean, it was... He's incredible. It was pretty funny. What are the amazing. other options there? Uh, well, it doesn't tell you who all the other ones are. Ellen is one of them. Ellen is one of them. Uh, Kathy Griffin is one of them. The Scholar brothers were Kathy Griffin. Uh, oh, yeah. How do they feel about that? They were actually better with it than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> to their... They're, they're real nice guys, and to their eternal the nicest, and, and to their eternal credit, they were incredibly nice about that as yeah. well. <laughs> In a way that perhaps very I, political. It almost got, like, it, but it almost like made me feel awkward because what, I saw what it was, and then I kind of did this preparing them for. Look, you know, this is not like uh, an accurate <laughs> quiz. I mean, this is just a bit of fun. I don't want you to. And then they were very, very lovely right. and complimentary about her. So I felt a bit bad. Uh, Dave Anthony got uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. So they're all pretty big. Which is uh, nothing like him. No, nothing like him at all. And I would say, okay, out of those two, who's the uh, the funniest person? Chappelle's the funniest out of Seinfeld? the other guys that we've met. Seinfeld? Yeah, because Seinfeld, it's Larry David. You could make it, okay, Larry David or Dave Chappelle. Right. Because, you know, I, I would say that, and that's hard, That's really hard because it's apples and oranges. Right. It, that's It's almost impossible to answer that question. I feel like who's funnier. Larry David, because how do you base that? Right. What you're saying is like, is is Dave Chappelle bet the Chappelle show and Dave Chappelle stand up versus Seinfeld and Kirby enthusiasm? Right. It's like, I don't know. Who would you see? You would go Chappelle. Uh, you know Larry. what? I think that's just kind of a stalemate, to be honest. Yeah, it would be. Because I would say Chappelle, like, if, if it was a series of events, like, yeah. you know, like if they were doing some sort of, like, you know, old fashioned, like, we're going to have three events and, like, Chappelle would win the stand up one. Right. And then, like, yeah, I think that, like, I mean, as, I mean, as, embarrassingly, as, yeah. as great as the Chappelle show was, it's you a, can't stack it up against Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld. Yeah, it's but it is better than uh, probably Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough one. So, really, battle. it's Dave Chappelle stand up versus Seinfeld. Right. And that's, you probably can't really choose there. No. Maybe you say Seinfeld. Basically. I mean, the, the, maybe the, I would say Sein, maybe Seinfeld. Well, maybe Larry the, David. The fact that, I, that Seinfeld stands, that, that Seinfeld, the TV show, mm. like the fact, I, I mean, I was still, I must have seen every episode of that show so many times. And to the point where I'm like, I'd never need to watch an episode of Seinfeld again. Yeah. And then you'll be flipping around the fucking television. And it'll be on. And it'll be on. And then fucking 20 minutes later, you realize you've watched another fucking episode of Seinfeld. because it's that you, good. It's, it's still that good. Like you watch some old like TV shows and they like comedy in particular. They do not hold up. Right. I mean, that's the genius of that 
show for yeah. me. All right. Uh, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. We got through thank, the quiz. Thank you. We've nailed this. Uh, how did you? Are you driving around LA? Yeah, I already got in a car accident, so I got to... Oh, hang on. This is, I what was, happened? I, well, I leased a car, uh-huh. and then I went to go drop my rental car off. The, the guy who I leased the car from drove my leased car to the car rental place, dropped my rental car off, got in the new car, was thinking about this pitch I had the next day, and then I just backed into it, backed into my car, my, my rental car with my new car. Wow. And, uh, and I go take it in tomorrow, no, Friday. So I should there was like a thousand bucks. But how was the how how uh, what how's the pitch idea? That's the important bit. It that was, I thought it, it was well, the, but now it, it was not, it was not damaged in the. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, well, the funniest thing is I hit it, and then the guy who the rental car with me was not the rental car. The lease car guy was in there, and he just goes drive, drive. <laughs> and I'm like what? This is not professional advice. This is not. Yeah, I can't Hang on. leave. I can't just flee. What are you doing? The scene of a crime. Yeah, can I? yeah. Is that? I don't think that's how this works. I know? don't feel like this is car rental and legal advice. Yeah. This is not like a bras and things situation. Like, I've got a pitch tomorrow, mate. I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the guy you ran into was the guy you were pitching to the next day. Yeah. It's a small town. You walk in. That's the start of the pitch, man. This is the pitch. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Dan, where can people find you? So uh, DanStGermain.net, and you'll have all my videos there, and then all my dates there. And then I have a podcast on all things Comedy Network, My Dumb Friends. And Twitter, Which Facebook? DSGermain on Twitter. Okay, so people, make sure that you check out Dan. Make sure that if you like this episode that you hit him up and let him know. And the other thing that I always say is if you're in, uh, this is a thing that we've been saying a little bit recently mm-hmm. because we have guests on, and they're like, hey, when are you coming to blah, blah, blah? Like uh-huh. the best thing to do is like hit... Hit the guests up and say, hey, Dan, we love you in like Seattle and there's like 50 of us and we'd love you to come yeah. back and do a show. That's it's the a best good thing way. to do. And please let comedy clubs in that area right. know. I mean, that's the weirdest thing is it sounds like a thing that people just say, but I have been to clubs like already right. when I've been here where they say to me, look, we'd had a call from your agent, but we didn't know you. And then we kind of got like a bunch of emails and like questions at the club about when will you have this person on? And yeah, that's, that's all why we takes. got you in. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah. And I only need a few because no one's doing that. Because no one cares. Right. <laughs> S- set up four different fake email right. accounts. Yeah. If you- <laughs> I should just start emailing. <laughs> That's what I should do. I should just email. Yeah. Uh, Dan's coming out uh, to LA. What's he doing? Oh, he's setting up a lot of fake email accounts. <laughs> yeah. he's there is a really guy in New York career. who calls as his agent. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if sure. you could do voices, that would be... If that was part of your act. I just do an offensive black voice. Right. Hey, what's going on, brother? Uh, have you booked Dan Station Main yet? <laughs> like, Hang on, are you being managed by a 70s pimp now, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? You said he always got to break my shin. Bitch, if please. <laughs> book, book Dan Station Main. <laughs> doesn't even sound like a black voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good. Uh, you can work up that like uh, car accident pitch story. You can call it 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Thank you all the- very much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And, and just the pan, the camera out. <laughs> it's just you on the table. <laughs> I'm not even here. 
Hey, um, uh, American people, I am on the road. I've got, I'm going to seven or eight different places. Um, I will put all the details on Facebook and Twitter and plug them on the other podcast. But you can just – I'm not going to list them all now. You can look them up yourselves. And uh, uh, Darwin, Kalgoorlie and Perth in Australia all on sale. And Sydney, keep January 19 free for something really big and really special. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you like the podcast, rate it on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. Uh, oh, uh, LA Podcast Festival. That is the one thing that I, I do have to mention because that's really soon. Uh, we will be doing the first ever live TOFOP, FOFOP crossover with the original Charlie, Charlie Clawson and guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony, on the same show for the first time ever. So that's going to be absolutely huge. Uh, we're up against Marin. So please come and be one of the three people in our audience. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, thanks, you, Dan. Uh, how, oh, okay. oh, no, no, go. No, 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 no we're thinking, not finished. How like, annoyed like, would Marin be if like you tried to make yourself the underdog? Because he's taken that right his oh, entire yeah. well, career. Well, that's what like, you're the underdog of the of the podcast yeah. underdog. How you fucking like it now, Mark? How do you like it now? Reverses. What the fuck, man? That's not how this works. Yeah, you know? you're the man now, Marin. You're the big show <laughs> the in the man. big room. You, <laughs> I'm underground. I'm the alternative. How does that feel? Yeah. How you feel about that? He wouldn't dig it. I don't Trump. Think. You. It's cold, man. He wouldn't know what to do with that. He wouldn't know what to do. Uh, all right, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you for having me.